Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jell. Gray Slide. Welcome back to Believe in Skateboarding. This is your host, Jim Gray. I want to give a special thanks again to Mini USA for letting me use this John Cooper Works Mini Clubman thing was a little race car let me use it for about a month I had a great time uh, my guest today Ray Flores also has a couple minis in his collection a 1959 mini station wagon and a 1966 mini Cooper panel wagon so we had a good time checking those cars out with each other taking drives around having a good conversation uh, I do hope you enjoy my podcast today Ray is a OG he is 68 years old been skateboarding since 1956 and I'm sure we didn't cover anywhere near what we could have, but uh, I hope you'll enjoy listening. Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, Major League Baseball, and National Hockey League are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. If that's not your jam, they've got eSports and even an online casino that never closes. So take full advantage of sports being back in and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive our welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports experts. Well, welcome back to Believe in Skateboarding. Uh, this is your host, Jim Gray, and we're going to start with our usual question that we ask our guests. And that's, I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? I'm Ray Flores. Ray Flores. No one. So no one. You're no one. <laughs> Everyone's no one. Yeah. So so let's talk about you're nobody. Okay. See, I saw that. I call bullshit on that one. So, tell me the first skateboard team you rode for. The first skateboard team I rode for was uh, called C and D Skateboard Team. And what year was that? Uh, C and D was Chuck Dunn, and he had a, a skateboard shop in uh, the South Bay, a surf and skate shop, and uh, that was in 1965. Okay, so and just the fact that you've skated since 1965. Most of these people listening to this yeah. were barely born in 1965. Yeah. I was born in 1962. Right. So the fact that you're skating in 1965. Okay, so so shut up with the I'm nobody. All right, so that part we got out of the way. So uh, <laughs> so you skated for a shop, and what did you guys do on a skateboard team in 1965? Um, basically, it just meant that you would go to contests and represent that shop at the contest. We there were weren't any like organized demos that we went to or anything like that. I actually started skateboarding when I was in the fourth grade. How old are you in the fourth grade? About ten. Somewhere that age, yeah. Ten. So that was nineteen sixty one. Because I was born in fifty one. And uh, some surfers lived next door to us. And I used to like love just watching them take their boards out of the garage and put them in the station wagon, you know. And I would wait for them for hours to get home just to watch them take their boards out of the station wagon. Well, one day they left early, and they came back about like a half hour later, an hour later, and that's unusual because they're usually gone all day long. The waves must have sucked. The waves suck. I figured that out years later. But when they got home, they went in the garage, and they started, they pulled out an old roller skate, 
a saw, some wood, nails, and they actually nailed the roller skate onto an old 2x4, and they were riding it back and forth. It was three guys that lived next door to us. And I saw them, and I was watching them. They go, hey, little Ray, come over here. They picked me up, put me on the skateboard, held on to me, and pushed me up and down the sidewalk and showed me how to ride it. So that was your first stoke out. They gave me that skateboard. Yeah. And that was my very first, you know, two by four with uh, steel roller skate wheels on it. Years later, you know, uh, when I was uh, a, an official skateboarder and buying retail skateboards, you know, like old steel wheel boards, like uh, roller derbies. I remember the first Makaha board that came out. And I wanted it so bad. It was in a, in a hobby shop. And I finally got my grandmother to buy me this this Makaha skateboard that was just so beautiful. It was red and it had like a spoon on the deck, those red Makahas. Me and my friend Chris Dawson were on the C&D skateboard team at this time. And we went to Pacific Palisades High School for a contest, Palisades High. And the Pali guys were really good skateboarders. They had the Palisades Skateboard Club. Wendy Bear was on it, Colleen Boyd. You know, a lot of uh, like Hall of Famers were on that team. And we won. Me and Chris Dawson took first place. The manager for the Hobie skateboard team was there and asked us if we wanted to be on the Hobie skateboard team. We're where all were you what? living at the time? In Venice? We were, yeah. We yeah. lived right here in okay. Venice at the time. Uh, Chris Dawson is famous because he did all the ads for Pal Peralta and he did all the advertisements for Zephyr. You know, he's a graphic designer now and still, you know, a skateboarder. So we got on the Hobie team. And uh, we uh, were given Hobie skateboards right then and there. A couple, few days later, he called us up and he said, hey, we have, we're doing these demos. Your team members, would you like to come and do a demo and go on this and that? So he had to come and meet my parents. You know, my parents met him and the, the manager. The manager's name at that time, his name was Skeeter Beebe, Irwin Skeeter Beebe. And Skeeter Beebe, if you look his name up, Irwin Beebe, he was the Duncan World Champion Yo-Yo guy at that time. Yeah. And he was working for Duncan Yo-Yos before he came on to, to Hobie. Hobie. Yeah. The Hobie skateboard division was owned by Vitapact Orange Juice Company. Vitapact Orange Juice was owned by Conrad Hilton. Stevie and Davey Hilton were on the Hobie skateboard team, and that's how the whole that's Tied how all together, got yeah. got got bought by the Hiltons, you know. Because well, in a sense, that's how skateboarding, this little non-mainstream thing, exactly. gets brought into the mainstream because of someone with money. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he bought the team, and uh, you know, it expanded the team. You know, demos and everything. So I was on a team with those guys and Torger Johnson, the Hiltons. Uh, Wendy Bear, Susie Rowland, and Colleen Boyd. That was the team back then. So the, the Hiltons, they didn't feel like going, you know, to demos and shopping oh, centers. Man. Their dad owned the whole thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, they never went on demos or, or anything like that. And then they quickly dropped they out of skateboarding. Fancy swimming yeah, and they just started surfing. Like they kind of yeah. quit, you know. Yeah. So we were like the poor guys, and we had to go on Works. all the demos, right? I relate. Yeah. The working man. Yeah. And that was uh, the early 60s, you know. Uh, lasted till about 67 when skateboarding started, like, really fizzling out. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I I've, I met Larry uh, Stevenson in the, you know, kind of late 80s, early 90s. I did Acme, so that he was friends with Bo Brown. And we would have conversations with him on the phone, met with him now and then. Parkinson's yeah. was pretty bad, but it was really nice to get to know him. Yeah. He, he 
took a liking to me and we chat now and then. And yeah. it, was, it was a very, uh, uh, very challenging conversation to yeah. let him speak when he couldn't get it out. And it was, uh, right. but he was such, he had such a good heart. Oh yeah. Larry Stevenson was heart. such a beautiful person. Yeah. You know, he was a Venice lifeguard, Santa Monica yeah, lifeguard. I remember when he came to his paddle And he was really the first tours. guy, you know, I have the first kicktail ever made. It was a Makaha. And you know he patented it. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Dale has all that, all the urgent, all those right. plaques and stuff like that, which right. is pretty classic. So I've right. seen all that stuff. So, so you were so, bo- you're born born in Venice. I was born in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. There was okay. no hospital I mean, in Venice. Okay. But I lived in Venice. I get it. But, but I was but born you, in Santa so, Monica. So you, but you spent most of your time growing up in yeah, Venice. Yeah. yeah, Venice and Santa Monica my whole life. And so you know, after the Hobie team, uh, you know, I never really stopped skateboarding. It was always like, God, I'm not going to walk to the liquor store to buy my mom milk. I'm riding my skateboard, you know. Then I moved, after I graduated from high school in 1969, I moved to San Diego and uh, started going to uh, Mesa College, Mesa Junior College in San Diego. And I was riding my skateboard all over the place. And I met this guy, Ray Allen. You ever heard of Ray Allen? He was a big filmer guy. I wish I could look at my big O footage from Ray. Ray, Ray, I'm going to come see you one of these days in Ventura. Right. You know, that's a trip we should take together and go hang out with Ray. I love Ray. He's a cool guy. I've even tried to help. I've tried to find a way to buy his footage from him and split it with him or something so we can do something. Because I really just want to, I want that footage to see the light of day. Yeah. And selfishly. I want to see myself at my prime of skateboarding. Exactly. When I'm getting like third in the Gold Cup series. I would like to see that run. Yeah. I just know that I have a trophy somewhere for yeah. it. But I really like to see what it looked like. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've never seen it. You know, and it's oh, all. I want to see it. It's all sitting in Ray's archives. Yeah, and, uh, and he's very you know, selfish with his uh, archives. He doesn't. You know, like, I mean, they yeah, he believes it's worth a billion dollars, and it is to us. Right, but, but the reality deter- is to it, monetize it. It's, it, it's, it's deteriorating because it it's all on Betacam, yeah. and he and he doesn't. I think a lot of it has been digitized. I Some think of it, a has, lot of yeah. it has, yeah. Some but, of it has. Um, my fear was just always that he was going to lose it, and I, whatever. And if yeah. I ever can help him, I will. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping somehow we'd work something out, and we could just like, dude. I, I told him, I go, I will. You'll still own it, never, but. We'll split it. I'll go make. I'll go make something happen with it. I'll turn it into something like it's that. Some, yeah, it's, like, it's some great footage. Um, He's yeah. got the the kind. Well, just watching what we saw today, yeah. and we're sitting here, and, and Ray's been showing yeah. me footage of skateboard mania and some Gonzalez pool and dog bowl, and just it's really rad for me to see uh, old footage like that because that was that was my childhood days. I was oh, yeah. thirteen, looking at a, you know early days of skateboarder magazine and sure. seeing these things and not knowing the people yet, hadn't met anybody yeah. from the scene yet. I got sponsored. That's what made the sport, you know a extreme sport you know skateboarding is the grandfather of all extreme sports yeah yeah long before we used that term yeah you know yeah. and the world burned it out <laughs> so i lived in pacific beach right yeah. by the ocean and i was riding my skateboard to check out the waves one day and and i saw ray i didn't even know him but he goes hey I, yeah he goes you're riding a skateboard and i'm like, yeah he goes nobody rides skateboards i go, well i do you know and, and but, but was nobody was riding him and he was living in san okay. diego at the yeah. time and then I moved from San Diego to Marin County to go to another junior college, uh, College of Marin. You were sampling college. <laughs> yeah, I was. My I sister was, lives in San Anselmo, so. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's so. right next door to Larkspur, yeah. where yeah, I live. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I, I was living there, and that's uh, bef- right before the year thing wheel came out. I was uh, riding my bike home from work one day, and I saw these two guys riding their skateboards down a hill. There's a lot of hills in Larkspur. Oh yeah. And I stopped, and I was watching them, uh, reminiscing, and uh, and they stopped, you know, and I go, yeah, you guys are riding boards, nobody rides skateboards, you know, and they're all, yeah, I go, yeah, I used to be on the Hobie team when I was a little kid, and they're all, oh, yeah, you ride a skateboard, and I'm all, well, I used to, and I go, oh, here, try this, so I climbed up the hill, 
I was about halfway up the hill and I looked down and I think I'll go all the way to the top. I went to the top of the hill and did a handstand all the way down and these guys were completely blown oh, away. Completely, yeah. I was like the handstand king. I, I could do a handstand at 30 miles an hour. I never done that long, but I just... They, in fact, they have some footage at Juice Magazine of me doing a handstand down Bicknell Hill, like they had a slalom race, and everybody. Yeah. And I just decided to do a handstand like 50 years later, and I, I actually made it. That's you know? rad. So, yeah, and these guys were blown away. They're all, fuck, no way, gosh. And so we started skateboarding, and when the urethane wheels came out just a couple months later... We drove to San Diego. You know, I hear the stories of people driving everywhere to find yeah, some Yeah, we drove miles. to San Diego. The only place they had them was the Infinity Surfboard Shop in Pacific Beach. And I bought a whole skateboard. They had their own little Infinity skateboards with, with Cadillac wheels on them and sure grip trucks. And so we each bought one and we started skateboarding again. And a few months after that, the very first skateboard contest was held in uh, Santa Cruz called the Capitola Hill Skateboard Contest. My friends go, let's go, man, let's go. And I said, nah, I'm too old, man. I'm 24 now years what old. Year, what year was this? 71, I think, or no, 73 when Cadillac so Wheels Santa Cruz came skateboards out. didn't exist. No, yet. Yeah. Santa Cruz did not exist yet. Um, so still mostly surf shop boards and yeah, then a couple of those mainstream. Yeah, and like, right after that contest, that's when Santa Cruz started up. So how'd you do in that contest? I won every. You know, I didn't. I wasn't gonna enter it because I thought you know I was no good but yeah when I watched everybody skate I'm all man I could beat these guys and I did it's awesome so from that I became a professional skateboarder I, I became uh, I was sponsored by Grand Tech I was living up north and then I moved back to LA I got on Zephyr and uh, and uh, I was on the Rolls-Royce wheels team when the Rolls-Royce wheels first came out remember oh, was that them? literally by Rolls-Royce no. Or no, someone just took the name. Cadillac was Royce the first okay. wheel. Oh, so someone used Rolls-Royce Rolls to try to make Royce it was more the, was the second then, Yeah, uh, I guess wheel. I didn't know that. I remember Cadillac. Yeah. No, there was... So Rolls-Royce, someone made the name. I'm surprised they didn't get sued by yeah, Rolls-Royce. Yeah, Rolls-Royce wheels, today, but, uh, because what's uh, better than Cadillac? Exactly, yeah. You know, a Rolls-Royce. <laughs> I think I have a poster here of the first Rolls-Royce wheels, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now we're looking at stuff. Uh, now, here's the Rolls-Royce poster from Rolls-Royce uh, Wheel. The Wheel of Champions. Rolls-Royce skateboard wheels. That's pretty awesome. Bruce Logan, Larry Bertelman, Ray Flores, Tommy Ryan, Brad Logan, Chris Yandel, Ty Page, Paul Eng? Yeah, Paul, Paul Eng. And Torger Johnson. Yeah. That's crazy. I love that. That is... and So I was on the Rolls-Royce Wheel team... And then, a, a few months after that, the San Francisco Chronicle called me up. And they said, hey, we're doing a little article on the resurgence of skateboarding, you know, we'd like to come take pictures of you or whatever for the view section, you know, and I'm all sure. So they came and took a bunch of pictures. <coughs> and then the photographer called me the next day. He goes, hey, have you seen the San Francisco Chronicle? I go, no, no. He goes, go get it. Go, go buy a copy. You're in it. I thought like I was in the, you know, back page somewhere, but as it happened, they put me on the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle. That's so awesome. Are you, right. are you trying to tell me that the deluxe guys and thrash guys didn't invent skateboarding in San Francisco? <laughs> really? Are you telling me the truth? They all, oh my all God. those guys tell me, including Bryce Knights, that the very first picture they had of a skateboarder on their wall was the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle. That's pretty awesome. And where are you skating? 
And that's a drainage ditch in Marin County. Look at the angle of that wall. Yeah, no, pretty sick. And and so my board, after going, you know, all these great pictures, the other picture they put of me in the paper was of me retrieving my board from the from the lake at the bottom of the spillway. Because <laughs> you shot your lake and lost yeah, it. Yeah, I lost the it. Lake. So they got me, and then they got me jumping off a wall in a park. Son of skateboard. Yeah. I love how they, they um, newspapers and uh, yeah. stuff comes up with the most random shit. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, so this is the first shot of an aerial ever taken. <laughs> jumping off a wall. No sky hooks or anything. You, you know? are a pioneer. That's the first aerial ever taken of a skateboarder. And you're just rolling off a rock? No, rolling no. off the top of this wall. Oh. I'm riding. It was uh, Oh, smooth. there a bank that went up to it? It was oh. No, it was just a smooth wall. I just jumped on top, rolled off it, and jumped off oh, it. Classic. That's pretty awesome. And there's the whole story. And your truck probably broke when you landed or whatever. I mean, that Almost. Was, it was definitely a, a different time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was the first uh, skateboarder in Northern California to, you know, look at the date. I know, it's pretty good. October 1975. October 17, 1975. Pretty classic. Before Thrasher, before anyone. So, like, <laughs> I started skateboarding in Northern California. That's it. Thrasher, you have become invalidated. You're no longer allowed to <laughs> pro proclaim superiority in any way. Yeah. <laughs> After that, when I was still up there, this was about 1975 or 6 now. We're doing show and tell, by the way, people, because, you uh, know. I designed a skateboard park in Northern California called the Rim Rider Skateboard Park. I remember hearing of it. What city was that one in? It was in Burlingame, right okay. by the San Francisco airport. Oh, okay. And then Novato was where was it their company? Or Novato was, another is one? A that city. was another one. That's right. Okay, there's two though. They yeah, we built. Okay. They built another. They were going yeah. to. I have cousins. I have cousins that live in Novato. Really? So, yeah. And my and again, it's not too far from that whole San Anselmo yeah. area where my sister so, lives. And the skateboard had two snake runs, a large reservoir, a hundred foot half pipe. 20-foot diameter with vertical and coping, full pipe, 20-foot diameter with new patent-pending design. Two pools of figure eight. a full pipe? Yes. Wow. A fucking huge pool, full pipe. And what they did was they got a big, huge drainage pipe, the corrugated ones like this, and they lined it with wood, the whole thing. It was a wood half, a wow, wood full pipe. Yeah, interesting. It was rad. I love full pipes. Oh, one, and one wood? Have you ever skated yeah. a wood full uh, pipe? The only time I did is on Melrose, whatever. Oh, two that years one. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first time I ever skated yeah, yeah, a wood yeah. And and you know what it made me think? Huh. How rad it would be if you take the the circular thing and you cut it in the middle and you add like ten feet of flat bottom. Imagine what Whoa. guys could do. Like, imagine how high you could get in the pipe from a, from a whole yeah. surf thrust standpoint yeah. if you had flat bottom. Because the thing you're always challenging in there is, is you hit the bottom and you're so, you're so caught off guard trying transition. to suck your knees up. Right. There. But imagine if you could pump, get the relaxation, Whoa. and get your knees ready yeah. when you went up into that wall. Yeah. That was really riding that thing thinking, man, we need to cut this thing in half and add 10 feet of flat to it. And oh my God, the freaking thrusters that would go on in that thing would be insane. So they had a 20-foot full pipe. Two pools, a figure eight, a keyhole with vertical coping ramps, championship slalom, freestyle area, air-conditioned clubhouse featuring complete pro shop, snack bar, like that. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, so so the skate parks I grew up in, uh, myself, you know, Concrete Wave, yeah. Skatopia, Big O, uh, they, they it was they were country clubs. 
I yeah. mean, they literally built country clubs yeah. for skateboarders. Yeah. When, when skateboarding was young and it was yeah. private investors, not cities, so on and so forth, people built country clubs. Yeah, we that's had, true. We had like pro shops, a yeah. snack bar. That's how the Marina Del Rey was. And a game yeah. room and a completely. Yeah. Marina Del Rey, they always yeah, like, skateboarders um, country clubs. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. Yeah, the Colton, I remember Colton yeah. had like, was just super two story country clubs. <laughs> they were full on country clubs. Jeez. You know? Amazing. Um, and then all these years later, you know, I mean, now we have free skate parks everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, was, have been involved in that, you know, trying to help promote that because I think it's great. I mean, to have for kids any, everywhere to have a skate park to go without having to pay for it. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, yeah this, well, this is, this is, this is, one this of is the, gold One right of the here. very first skate parks um, ever. And, of know, course, in the new Tony Alva gets the cover page because, you know, yeah, we always need... Yeah, because I'm just Exactly. No, I, I believe you. I'm just, I gave I'm, him these pictures. I'm just Jim See, Gray, so Win believe Miller, me. Win Miller was a really good friend remember, of mine, okay. and I taught him how to shoot skateboarding. And so these are sh all shots by Win Miller. And did he go on to do a lot of ski stuff? No. What's, where's Win Miller? What do I know? He's a name? fashion photographer. Okay. He did all those pictures of, of Tony Alva with the flaming coping and all that. All oh, those okay. pictures of was, Tony in, oh, scan, in, in Europe when he went on the European tour, you know, with the colorful ramps and all that. Wynn Miller was the guy who really took the best shots of, of and Tony. And then who was the other guy who did the, all the ads? Those ones that John, that uh, um, Pete Zender, what kind of what Pete Zender? Oh yeah, that was like, um, uh, he Raul Vega. A, Raul Vega, yeah, he yeah. became a really famous photographer yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, um, Raul Vega, and, uh, and also uh, you probably didn't realize that. I know Pete Zender. He he grew up in. I mean, he lived in lived in Newport while right, yeah. my kids were growing up. So yeah, like yeah. And, and my wife yeah. used to cut his hair and stuff yeah. like that. And so, uh, well, when um, I moved back to L.A. from Marin County, Alva and I, you know, we were like inseparable. We just hooked up and we were like together all the time and I was you know I'm older than him so he kind of looked up to me you know and I was a little bit more mature and stuff so you know I helped him out a little bit you know becoming a man right and I also you mean you set him straight is what you're saying yeah. when he was fucking I designed up. Uh, the first Alva wheels the conicals are my design because I worked for Grantech at the time and they had this huge factory but they didn't want to make good stuff so I was always developing good samples but they didn't want to make them. And where was Grand Tech located? In Burbank. Okay. A huge, I, that, huge I, company. My, my, one of the ironic things that always cracks me up when I really start talking to people is I've, I've really never bought any skateboards other than a Black Knight and a Grand Tech. <laughs> yeah. And then I got sponsored. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so I really didn't, I didn't go into shops and buy skateboards my whole <laughs> life. Great. It was pretty weird. And then I went on and made a couple million skateboards in my own factory. Yeah, yeah. So I've made a lot of skateboards. I really didn't purchase very many. That's great. So, Two skateboards uh, <laughs> you purchased in your whole life. Yeah, so like thousands. Thirty dollars worth, you know, like the, the Black Knight and then a Grentech. But yeah. yep, I had a I had a blue ball bearing Grentech, and that was. Uh, well, Grentech hired me after uh, I did a bunch of demos for him up north and sold tons of Grentech cheap boards. For you said him. you were promoting uh, American the, Motors. The American Motors Corporation hired yeah. me to do all their promos, and I got Grentech to provide the skateboards. You. Test drive a new Gremlin and get a new uh, get a free skateboard, right? I mean, isn't it ironic when you look back and you think in the seventies they were allowing skateboarding to be considered as a normal thing, right? Test drive a car, get a skateboard, a new thing. And then how many times have we gone to where we're looking at people, especially city people, or you know, uh, you know, talking about skateboarding? And they're like, oh yeah, you know, that's just a fad. It's a new thing. It's like. How can it be a fad anymore? You know, it went yeah. 60s, 70s, and 80s, and it's never really stopped since no. then. No, I it's remember doing how many demos. People still just act like it never. Right. It's ne I remember it, it, doing demos in 75 and telling people that it's going to be in the next Olympics because they were yeah. talking about well, it. They were, yeah. Time. Scott Hoster actually I did a podcast with. He's the old Sims team writer. He's actually yeah. my, my uh, uh, tax guy. You know, uh -huh. and, he, and that was one of his things. He's saying, you know, he they thought it was going to be in the Olympics, and he was like, 
he was like practicing thinking, you know, hey, we're going to train for the yeah. Olympics. And, yeah, no. and I was even told the Gold Cup series was sort of structured around Olympics. They had, yeah. uh, they had uh, what they call them, uh, got certain things you had to do. Um, what do they call those tricks when you have to do five tricks? Prerequisite. Like like, prerequisite, but they, yeah, they call it a different name, but whatever. But you had to... Um, yeah, you had you had compulsory. Oh, compulsory! You had to do a compulsory run and do like these ten tricks. And yeah. they said half the guys from like the Hester series couldn't make it because yeah. I was always wondering what happened to all those seventies guys. Right. Why, well, like, when I finally started jumping in these contests in the in the Gold Cup series, where all those dudes that I never that I saw in all the magazines and all that, they all, most of them disappeared. Yeah. And someone said most of them couldn't do the compulsory. They couldn't right. do the the air, the hand plant, the, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And we just grew up. Yeah. And and because people. A lot of people couldn't do hand plants. I mean, that that was a very specialized thing, you know. I know you were good at them, but a lot of people. But it also has to do with what age I was when they were coming out. You know, yeah. what I mean, like like a. I still don't do a modern kickflip. I can do the old fashioned. Yeah, I'm the side of the board. Yeah, I used to kickflip off the school benches, all <laughs> yeah, sorts yeah, of like yeah. that. big curb cuts. But I never ollie kickflipped. You know what right, I mean? So right. that just wasn't my generation. So a guy who grew up before that doing nothing but one wheelers and tail taps yeah, might no. not have related to bending no. down and putting like, his Tony Alves never done like, an ollie in his life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, know and, and you know it's weird. Like I could ride a pool and I could ollie across the channel or a, or a ramp, but if it's flat, I, I hang up every time. <laughs> like I visually, yeah. if I visually see the other side, yeah. I can aim. Right. If, if it's a whole wall's there, I'm gonna hit the coping and hang up. <laughs> it's just really weird. It's a fucked up thing. I can ollie over a hip, like yeah. a literally a, a 90 degree angle hip into another ramp, like right. over the coping coming yeah. in. But if you, a flat wall, yeah, I, I can backside ollie a little bit. Frontside ollies, I hang up every single time. Ollie is like no, no way can I ollie. No. So you are 68 years old. Yes. How often do you still ride your skateboard? Every day. Yeah. Just roll. It just it's your transportation to roll around between. I work at a big factory, or, and yeah. uh, you know I probably ride it about two miles a day, just up and down the hallways, and then we have a little ramp in the parking lot that I try to kill myself on once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think you know we're we're something Scott and I talked about is we're looking at who is going to be the first one to show us like how long and how far someone can skateboard. You know, I, I get a lot of motivation by, you know, 30 year old, 35 year olds go, dude, Jim, you inspire me when I see your Instagram post and you're still grinding, you know, pool like you're freaking 20 or like that, you know, just knowing that they can keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, and so now we're, you know, you're in that generation to really show us like, hey, when's the first student who's going to be 60 and go drop in and, 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 and touch some, uh, Touch some truck on a on a piece of coping, you know. Yeah. What I mean, so um, you know, you, you could be the guy. I know? can still do a pretty mean, you, you know, frontside grind. And, yeah. and how, but how rad is that? I mean, think about a sixteen year old dude who can drop in a pool and do a frontside grind. That's rad. <laughs> you don't have to do much else. You carve rad. You freaking can smack. Well, your, I can't do much else. I'll but tell it doesn't you that matter right though. And I understand that too. Because it changes your 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 body changes. So kids, as you get older, just deal with it. Your yeah. body gets stiffer. It gets less flexible. Oh, yeah. Um, no. You have to adapt to that. One of the things I think that helps me keep skating in at my age pretty good is I really f limit the focus of tricks I do. Right. I can skate so much better than I do. Tricks I are for kids. I always hold myself back. And they're fun too, but you know what? You also hang up on tricks. Yeah. You also, and I do hang up anyways, but yeah. I mean, I, but a lot of errors, a lot of inverts, a lot of stuff I just don't do anymore because I can't guarantee myself I'm going to go have a great session yeah. and then go home at pretty much healthy. Yeah. But if I just carve and grind, yeah. you know, I mostly 98% of the time I leave and go home healthy. Yeah. But if I go, I'm going to start doing some board slides. I'm going to start doing some stuff. Well, those can, aren't tricks. You know, it's like, those uh, aren't tricks. Yeah. Board slides and, and you know, what, what a lot of skateboarders call tricks aren't really tricks. They're, they're maneuvers that you do on a skateboard. Well, it's true. You're manipulating. Your, yeah. You know, I, I understand. A trick is, you know, uh, 
uh, more like, you know, uh, a 360 shove it or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, some I stuff like that. But really, well, and, I, and even those are maneuvers now, you know. I never like it's just what I call it. I never like to call them tricks. Yeah. I like to call them maneuvers. That's fine, and that, that's probably a generational thing too. It but, is, yeah. But I look at it like I say that, and I'm going to say R as in you and me because I think even before, really before the '90s, we rode skateboards. Yeah, it was mostly about movement. Yes. Okay, so maneuvers while moving. Right. Wait, and then, then in the '90s. Mostly for money play, and we all know that. It was like, we're going to sell you on this stuff right. because we want to take the business away from Powell, Santa Cruz, whatever. So we're going to say everything those guys did was lame yeah. and this new street skating phenomenon. That's what you really want to do. you know. And, and let's face it, we all rode the street. Yeah. We just didn't call it street skating. We were right. just skateboarders. Right. Street was just part of skateboarding. We used to so call it, was it freestyle. And yeah. <laughs> well, when you, went, when you did... Now, it's funny. Now, guys call it street skating. When guys do flatland tricks, they're right. doing freestyle, and they right. call it they're street skaters. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, you're a freestyler. Yeah. But, you know, but it's funny. That's just generational things you can't change. Uh, and not everyone necessarily knows how it got there, you know, and the manipulation that took place and all that. Yeah. It is what it is. But ultimately, one of the biggest things is we focused on riding our boards, staying on our boards, going fast, movement, keeping the kind of the nature of rolling as the main the main Surfing. objective yeah and then yeah move movement right. and, and whatever motion you you did with that whether it's grinds 50 50s board yeah. size where it was all movement Move. but then when you started getting into flatland freestyle tricks combining them with ledges and curves this and that and doing one at a time yeah it was like it's just a whole different whole different world because yeah, you're, I basically you're stopping a lot yeah. you know yeah. and, 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 and then that's how it started. And I say they were playing with their skateboards. Yeah. You know, we rode them. Right. And then they're playing with their skateboards. That's you know what, what I mean? I'm it's saying, like, yeah. I don't really want to play with my skateboard. Right. I want to ride it. I want yeah. to be my friend. I want right. it to be my, my motion, my yeah. movement. Um, and I've seen a whole lot of kids spend 20 years playing with their skateboards. And sometimes only now when they realize they can't keep doing that forever and they start morphing into some transition, riding around the park and getting fluidity and then finding fun again. Yeah. You see them lose the fun yeah. when they, they can no longer just playing with their skateboards. It's not fun anymore. You yeah. know, but uh, the but the drive of skateboard culture is so much about you know no tricks. You know, make your board spin yeah. around, flip yeah. around. Like I yeah. think someone who kick flips buttery, it's amazing when yeah. guys just casually buttery flip yeah. their board. Um, and I just I, I respect the skill it takes, but if you're not doing it flawlessly and riding out of it with right. fluidity and so on and so forth, it just doesn't really interest me. That's that when style you know really matters, and that's what we were mostly concerned with is the style, our positioning, our body position, you know. And it's funny that you say that. was just surfing, you know. I know. And, and surfing was the most important thing, and skateboarding was surfing's little brother, and we all did it because, <laughs> you know, we couldn't surf 24 hours a day. Are you cracking me up because it's, it's all a semantic thing. See, some of my Scott Hoster, my, the guy at Last Guy I did a podcast with, he goes, what's this style matters shit? Because he was a 70s guy, went away yeah. for 30 years and they came back, and, and there's two takes on it style always something done with style something done without style yeah style always wins yeah but sometimes style matters was used as a cover for someone who couldn't do it as good as someone else <laughs> yeah and i see i do like a freaking six foot front side air and here's some guy going like yeah but you did a stink bug air and i'm like right Fuck you like i care i'd rather go six feet out than go yeah, six exactly. inches like your knee was tucked how cute your style was awesome so it's like there's a but i get the generic like yeah. let's just have style rather than not have style right. as in whatever how you dress how you carry yourself whatever like that but it, it, it's funny because that was brought up my last podcast what the fuck is this style matters shit because uh <laughs> And I go, and I don't. Honestly, some people they use that as a front yeah. to, to put up because they can't 
can't go up, up to the snuff and they can't do it eight foot air so they're gonna just go yeah i look cool doing it right. i like tweaked when i did it like you know um, but here in particular i think in santa monica venice cool that there was that competitive dog eat dog yeah. on the boardwalk on the street and it was all it was all it was really, like look good like pose but it was all know. surfing to, uh, you know around here skateboarding wasn't uh the the primary sport it was just what you did to practice surfing yeah, and I totally respect that. But that's that, in that the is, 60s. But that, know, is, but that is skateboarding roots. That I mean, skateboarding roots were surfing. Yeah. I was a kid who lived like five or six miles from the beach. I didn't surf till I was 18, but I started skating when I was 10 or 12. No okay. kidding. But our skating was still influenced by surfing. Yeah. Because even as kids who didn't necessarily surf, we looked at the surf culture. We looked and we knew who Jerry Lopez was, the Lightning Bolt and right. blah, 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 Larry Bertelman. We saw that stuff. Right. And then my brother and this guy, my brother, they were, you know, emulating, you know, they were like, you know, seeing what they saw. I remember the movie Go For It. All that yeah. stuff like that was coming out in the 70s. And um, so we surf skated even though we didn't surf. And then uh, uh, so our, our nature was still the similar motion. Yeah. Yeah. And then later, I remember I wrote for GNS, and and they made surfboards, and they started saying, "Why don't you surf?" I'm like, "Make me a surfboard." <laughs> so they, they literally made me a surfboard when I was 17 or 18. And well, I, in and my I generation, <clears throat> you know, surfing was the number one thing, and you only rode a skateboard if you surfed, mm -hmm. you know, and that was just to practice if there weren't any. Waves. So, well, surfing brought the world skateboarding. Yeah, a and then, the, then the world saw it and and yeah. you know, took hold of it and. And what skateboarding has that surfing never can have. Not let's say not say never, because now they're making wave pools that you can skate surf. I mean, sorry. Yeah. And there's gonna be a wave pool in you know, you know, Butte, Montana, or oh, whatever. Okay. And guys are gonna grow up surfing, and become amazing surfers before they ever see the ocean. Well, you know the, the mean? Olympics are like, gonna uh, use a wave pool, so there's consistency. Yeah. And, you know, but I think and, and that, I see both arguments to that completely. Yeah, because from a real surfer, like half the battle is like you know. Getting the wave, Timey, timing, catching it. a good I'm wave. I'm a decent surfer on a wave. Yeah, I suck at surfing because I don't see those peaks coming in the way. Some guy who's been doing his whole life reads right. the water. Yeah. I'm floundering, chasing this way. <laughs> Why that guy get nine waves? I'm still trying to catch one over here. Like I, I feel like a flounder in the water. But then when I get a wave, catch the perfect, you know, shoulder like that, then it's just skateboarding. Then I just glide on a board now. And now it's like I know that feeling. You know, it's like, uh, but yeah, but the whole key to surfing truly is is reading waves and yeah. positioning and yeah. getting yourself in the That's right why spot. That, taking that element out of the Olympics, I think, you know, is is not good because that's half the battle is is finding that way of paddling. It's paralleling everything though. Okay, snowboarding. We used to surf on the snow. Right now, a guy drops in the half pipe. I get real stoked if a guy does one super big air first. Yeah. Because then they just start helicopter spinning. Yeah. And it really it looks soulless once they start helicopter spinning. It does. I mean, a good freaking thruster layback at the end or something like that. I got all riled up, but but they're like, no, oh, that doesn't get you any points. You have to go big and and then look at look at street skating and the and the street uh, street league. Okay. Yeah. It's primarily a one trick contest. As a skateboarder, that disgusts I me. Know. I mean, I, it makes me sad. I want to see the best skateboarder, yeah. which is the guy who rides that whole thing for, yeah. give him a minute, give him 45 seconds, or like that. That's a contest I can watch. Watching guys do one trick at a time, I can completely respect the trick they do and go, damn, that was gnarly. But damn, I'm fucking yawning and I'm yeah. bored stiff because I really want to watch them ride their board, not play with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one at a time just feels like you're just playing with your skateboard. Yeah. You know, and seeing who can do the fanciest trick with your skateboard. Yeah. Like, no, I want to see who can do the best motion with your skateboard, movement combined with tricks. I want to see you apply those skills all throughout yeah. the whole thing. Or even 
what's different about skateboarding now is that there's so many different categories. You've got guys that are like just downhillers that are just amazing. specializing Completely. in that. Amazing, yeah. <sighs> guys that are... 65 mile an hour slides around yeah, the corner. Yeah, like, that's amazing. That's nuts. It really is amazing. And then guys that are just like pool, the pool skaters, you know, and then you have the park skaters, you have pipe skaters, you have... The freestylers still, you have guys, the whole slalom specialists. And my, my problem is I, 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 everyone expects you to fall into yeah. a, a line. Yeah. And because I come from the 70s, yeah. I spin 360s all the time. Yeah. I don't hesitate to do a kickflip. Well, look at Richie Carrasco. And, and How go, old is Richie um, Carrasco? Uh, he's, he's close to my age, somewhere in that 59, 58, 59. Yeah. You know? 60 years oh, old yeah. and still doing yeah. 100 360s. And, and then Richie will drag me every once in a while. I mean, and, and to he's, a slalom he's made me go to slalom. I've only done slalom a couple times. Yeah. Richie goes, damn, you're pretty good. Yeah. But I've never practiced it. You right. know, it's like, um, and uh, but you know, I recently went and rode you know pipes. I rode ditches. I go to all these backyard bowls everybody builds, and I love them. Yeah. You know, I uh, just. You know, there's a backyard pool. Richie right. Carrasco did 363. No, I think 160, something like that. 162 or something. Like I that. read 360. No, I'm pretty sure it's it's like 162 Probably. or 165. Oh, is that what and it was? him and Russ Al bicker over. Not Ru is it Russ Al? Russ, yeah. yeah, they bicker over plus or minus one or two <laughs> or who was counting or something like that. And I love them both. They're both yeah. really nice to me. They're amazing. They, they have their own little rivalry. Yeah. Um, I, I know Richie a little bit better than Russ because he's an Orange County kid and I, yeah. I'd always see him around town uh, growing up. Yeah, and, well, uh, me, me and Renee used to hang out a lot together because he was on the Pepsi team and I was on the Pepsi team too. And we yeah, I have a lot of those classic photos because I they wrote for PowerFlex and Bob Ballou yeah. gave oh, me yeah. all the photos. I have yeah. all the, we have them all scanned so I have photos of Richie and Renee. Not Sperry Farm and, yeah. you know. Yeah, I did all those demos with those guys and Not Sperry Farm and all those. What a... What great guys the Carrasco brothers! Oh, the whole family, so the whole family to skateboarding. Yeah, and Richie's wife is his, his wife Maria. Maria, amazing. Oh, she helps she's him. She's amazing. a sweetheart. I love her. They, they, when I see those two, it's like just all. And they just kisses. do so much for skateboarding. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They and, have and, it. and so that's weird. So I've gone on them, and they do like, a, and they live in the Garden Grove, and yeah. I live nearby. It's where the Fruit Bowl is, right down the yeah. street. They grew up right down the street from where the Fruit Bowl. They is. They took me to some I, pool when uh, I went to their house. They, there was a pool close by that they the, took fruit, me to. the fish bowl. I can't remember. There's a fish what bowl. It was. was one of the first bowls I rode all the time up Brookers, which was really close. It's like you pass by the, the little kidney um, pool. Yeah, it might have been. Um, but you know, but but that so they rode the the the, the fruit bowl area. I live like two or three miles the other way. Yeah. Uh, and and they did Pepsi demos at my school when I was in high school. <laughs> You're you kidding. know, I didn't really know them, but they actually did demos yeah, there, yeah. and I was like the local skateboard. I was probably um, in a demo. You might have been. You might have been, and it was. Uh, but I've uh, I've stayed friends with with Richie and Maria and. Um, and you know they're just they're, they're really lovely. good people they're so lovely. I did a demo with them once they do the annual strawberry parade strawberry festival parade in Garden Grove yeah, yeah. I've joined them on that and rode down the street and Richie stops spins 50 360s every two oh, minutes oh I know I'm going, so you just did 600 360s on the route yeah. you know and, uh, he is a fucking amazing but see I'm also not afraid to go and just dork around and do shove and I'll spin a couple yeah. 360s whatever and um, I don't want to be a skateboarder that is just like I'm not a street skater I'm not a vert skater right I'm I'm just a skateboarder. a skateboarder. You know what I mean? Give me a ditch. Give me a pool. Some yeah. things I don't do. I mean, the street skating, the way it's done today, it doesn't interest me that much because I, I really don't want to abrasively land off stuff. I, I mean, and you don't I want to spend it. five hours a day practicing. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, I mean, so it's a great ledge, and you come off it like, why do I want to ride something for an hour that I'm going to freaking my ankles are going to hurt afterwards, and I'm going to be like may, maybe make it a couple times. Or and maybe so to me that. But what watching how good people have got at it. I mean, some people are so amazing they can go out and street skate around the neighborhood and just do insane stuff everywhere. I know. Um, but still, I'm just wired like I want to. I want everything to always be fun. 
I'm not just about challenging myself, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, uh, you know, like, whatever, there's always someone better than me, so what am I going to do, do the best I can so someone else can make me look like shit, like that's, it's not why I skateboard, I skateboard because I love the freaking feeling, the wind in my face, I I love love, love, going fast, you like driving cars fast, I mean, so, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but you like cars, so, um, but, yeah, I like, I like going fast, let's talk about cars, Uh, you, you have a reasonable car collection you know came here last week I, the guys at, at Mini Cooper were nice enough to lend me this freaking race car for a month that I've yeah. been racing around in and, and we took it out and took pictures with uh, with a couple of your minis yeah and, that was uh, fun and you've got minis and Porsches and VWs and Nissans and um, you like racing cars but no money in the bank well I no I understand <laughs> that That's there's, there's a trade off for all that yeah you're gonna retire by selling your cars unfortunately they all depreciate so it's not the best investment but, yeah. but you know what you're smiling and if, if if I would rather die smiling, penniless, oh, than yeah. be like, you know, like grumpy and like, yeah, Jim left $20 million. You know, it's like, you know, well, that sounds no fun. You know, it's know. like, uh, so it would be nice to be somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. a, there's a few million left, but I still smiled the whole time. That That's the ultimate goal. But if, it, if it's only one or the other, yeah. fuck, I don't want to be grumpy. Cars, guitars, and skateboards, those are my favorite things, you know. I used to have a huge skateboard collection as well. I've kind of been slowly like selling it off, you know, to buy cars. Yeah, I should probably do that with some of mine. <laughs> you know, while the selling is good, you know, you never know. How long, how long do you think you'll keep skateboarding? I'll keep skateboarding as long as I can. I don't, I can't judge when, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll ever stop to tell you the truth. And and I mean, riding a skateboard to me nowadays is like just. You know, riding to the liquor store to get. I know. I'm just teasing. It was a rhetorical question. Yeah. I mean, but, I, but think, I think uh, I'll be you know. truthfully. I think I'll be skateboarding and and pretty good till I'm about eighty. I'm seventy <laughs> next year. I'll be seventy, and you know, I I can still skate pretty good. You know, yeah. I go to the whenever I. As long as it feels good, good. Let's talk. What What's your daily setup that you hop on and ride around? Like, how long is it? How. Uh, um. I'm kind of sponsored by Z boards, so I've yep. been riding these Z like Jay Adams kind of pool board things. So this is what about thirty four inches, something like that, maybe. Yeah, uh, thirty three by looks, nine. Oh, dude, that looks like my fucking shape. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it, it's yeah. almost identical to the shape I yeah. ride. A yeah. little bit of a brown nose. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a square tail. Yeah. Um, mine, I think mine's nine and a quarter by. 33 and a quarter and I, I swear that that's not going to be off more than a quarter inch all the way around yeah that's really hilarious actually yeah um yeah and those wheels are how i mean because you're mostly riding like around the sidewalks like 97a yeah i ride rock hard wheels and honestly as i told you earlier my yeah. my board mostly stays in the trunk of my car yeah i show up at a park a pool a boat, right. back or thing and i ride it i don't yeah. do a lot of sidewalk right. riding no, i do some riding behind my shop this is the one i take the you yeah know, more more parks and stuff but you know I have tons of different boards that I ride all the time. I, ride I mean, I ride around behind my shop on my little cruiser boards, my little 30-inch board like that. Like a little earlier, he's got a little Z-Flex board so with some soft wheels. Oh, did you see that thing? That is just like... So this is an original Z-Flex? Yeah. Wow. What year was this? Like 74 75? 75. That's such a beautiful thing. Uh, and I have a board in my office signed by... Um, by Jay when he was doing something uh, a modern thing with Z like a little wood board yeah. and it says now we're the old guys Jim or something like that and it's signed by Jay it's in my office it's pretty <laughs> now cool we're the, old guys. we're the old guys too or something like that I, I actually funny. used to have a bun buster when I was a kid 
I know they they used to sponsor skateboard. I forget who rode for Button Buster. I think uh, Patty McGee rode for Button really? Buster or something like that. I remember Probably, interviewing her. Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, I was sponsored by Button Buster." I had Buster. this board when I got it. It just had the base plate on. It didn't have these trucks, and I I found these. Wow, I never seen wheels. wheels like that with a screwed on metal around the clay. That is little, so yeah. I never bizarre. seen I bought them like that. I got them like that. Never seen anything like that. It's got like a that is a very strange. It's a sure grip. Might yeah, have freaking ask the shirt grip guys. And, and one of these days. look at the little ridges on the metal. I know it's it's like it was made to go on a track yeah, or something. Something like that is really bizarre. It okay, really we're, we're going to have to see that. No, yeah, we're going to post I, online I, some of the psycho collectors who are really obsessed on this stuff. Yeah, and go, see someone the screws please tell us a story. Up? See the know? screws, like little screws there. Wow, pretty amazing. Wow, oh. that board weighs like. From 14 that pounds, yeah, too. That thing would hurt you. From all that metal. This is about like the first board I ever had. Where is it? Oh, it's, oh, it's in the garage. Want to go in the garage? <laughs> well, well, let's just finish this up here. Oh. We'll talk. You show me some stuff. Yeah. That's the hard thing about film, about recording a voice. Oh, thing. You People can't see what we're talking right, about. Right, right, and right. all they're hearing is every time we lift something up, <laughs> yeah. they hear the microphone going pop, yeah, yeah. pop, pop. <laughs> so um, to everybody listening in your car radio, we're sorry. Um, we're, we're old. You know, I'm gonna blame Ray. He's older than me, um, but uh, he doesn't have hearing aids on or anything yet, so he still he'll, he'll still have to listen to it himself and go, Jesus Christ, we made a lot of noise on that podcast. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to one of these days invest in better equipment. You know, like little clip-on mics instead oh, of a super great. mic. He does about? record really well. Oh, that's um, nice. Unfortunately, I tend to talk louder than most people. Thank God you talk. I talk loud because I yeah. have a hearing loss. So. so I think we'll balance out. A lot of times, I, I end up having to adjust the other person's yeah, voice yeah. up in there. Because I'm freaking too loud, uh, yeah. and, and luckily, you know, I didn't interrupt you as much. Anyway, I'm learning a lot doing these. I, I'm such an interrupter. I get, I get excited. We talk about skate stories. I'm like, oh, but I gotta tell you something. I know. And then, uh, I know. And then later, I listen to go. My God, I interrupted 15 times. So, yeah. um, so, so I we did okay. Yeah. But uh, the the best thing about you to me is just like I don't know all your stories, but I know you. You've always been nice to me. Right, we always smile yeah. and make each other laugh. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're a um, smiley guy. Learn, that's for well, sure. You know, I mean, life's too short. You, know, you it's a choice. Yeah. You know, I, I literally could write people a list of things that I've had to deal with, still deal with, or have facing me in life, and it could make your toes curl because I built a big factory, employed a lot of people, got in big debt, got lots of tax liability, all sorts of gnarly stuff. That, yeah. Um, and you're still you, here. You just, I'm still having fun. And you and, still. Yeah, I didn't let it ruin my skateboarding. Right. You know, it's like skateboarding itself has nothing to do with the skateboard business. A right. lot of guys in the skateboard business, when you say the word skateboarding, they're thinking business. the business. Yeah. And not just not just the sales aspect, but they think of who they sponsor, how they ride the video that came out. All they're thinking is this circle of what makes the skateboard industry this backstabbing, undercutting, undermining thing. Yeah. And that's what they think skateboarding is. Yeah. When I say skateboarding, I'm still thinking about like, where are we going to skate? Yeah. Like, what are we going to ride? Yeah. And a lot of the guys in the industry, they don't really skate anymore. I mean, the majority of the older guys in skateboarding, yeah. If they ride a skateboard at all, they just they step on it once a year. Yeah, you know what I mean. But they're not really going skateboarding. They're yeah. never gonna stop me from going skateboarding till I can't do it because there's man when there's so many fun fucking things people yeah. are building. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. If, I mean, there's this place out in Barstow I've been skating. It's like freaking Disneyland. It's I like know, what it's you amazing. build like seventies the moon landed so on Earth many. and it's so fast and so smooth. I mean, we we got to ride all those early skate parks, Marina del Rey, Big O, but the concrete was shitty. It was. You know, um, they didn't know what they were doing. It was lumpy, bumpy. You know, granted, we also rode big goofy wheels that went over any lumps and bumps, but it was hard to basically maneuver the way oh, yeah. that can be done now. Now skate parks are 
buttery and smooth and and there's hundreds of them with good obstacles perfect and stuff. transitions so, and perfect coping and yeah there's it's it's so the future is pretty incredible what's going to happen on skateboards it is, it is i mean watching what kids are doing now i mean like almost every day i see something on instagram yeah. or something like that i'm going what in the fuck did it's i crazy. just what did i just witness like, i and i i'm blown away by watching little girls like some of these little girls that hang out at the venice skate park like that sky brown yeah little girl. Gr girls have out They've out-progressed um, guys in the last decade. They, they for are. Sure. Guys, guys have still gone a long way, but yeah. relative to where they were, yeah. they've only, they've gone 25% increase. Girls yeah. have gone 300% oh, yeah. increase. I think you know? the girls are going to really take over the sport. Not take over as far as the business and everything like that, but for an example, when I was a kid, if you watch Wide World of Sports, the Olympics or whatever, you, you, you were like wanting to watch the men's gymnastics sure. that was the number sure. one thing and then eventually it became women now it's women's gym Completely. now nobody can care Completely. about the men they look yeah. stupid compared to the women and women are flipping and flopping all over the place yeah and to see them do that is just so radical and i think that's where skateboarding is going through. well and i People i, are I agree i'd rather big... watch women skate than well, and we'll men. see how long that takes, but I've been a big proponent of saying that I do believe women have the potential to make more money in skateboarding than men mm -hmm. by the very nature yeah. that there's much more advertising dollars targeted at women. Right. Okay. Look at women, the first woman women, on the cover, yeah. the first woman skateboarder was more, you know, she was on the cover of uh, Life magazine, Patty yeah, McGee. Exactly. But, but, and then just put a look at, like, you have... You know, men, you have GQ magazine, something like for men's, whatever fashion, right? That, and a few like lifestyle ones and this and that. Yeah. But then you got Vogue and Glamour. And these magazines are 500 pages thick with ads. They sell women purses, they sell women jewelry, sell women perfume, they sell women, yeah. you know, feminine products, they sell every. Just in clothing, okay? You've got boots and sandals and, yeah. and, and, and stilettos and wedges. And there's so many different categories and things like that yeah. to guys like, oh yeah, shoes. You know, we talk about shoes. Yeah. You know, it's just like a shoe could be like, you know, okay, they make a slip on and they make a high top. What yeah. the fuck's the difference? Like, you know, and sure, there might be some leather shoes and all that, but it's so limited in our desire for the style. But women are just like craving having their their stiletto, having their wedge, having their, you know, their yeah. their, their sandal, their flip-flop, their, you know. And so you, you amplify that and you go, all these companies are trying to get at teenage girls. Media is going away from print. Yeah. So all that money is not going to go into Vogue and Glamour and so on. So trying to get to a 14, 15-year-old girl, yeah. skateboarding is a great vehicle. It you is. know what I mean? So And these girls are getting into it. So if once once they attract the right sponsorship base, they could possibly, girls' contests could bring in more money. Yeah. You know, um, because I, I've had an argument with someone just once. It was the most ludicrous argument that all girls should get paid the same, you know, in skateboard contests as men. I go, well, it's sort of relative to kind of the media return because that's how... That's, it's it's yeah. not a it's not a business. It's not like if they're two accountants, men and women make the same thing. If they're two people getting paid based on the media dollars that come in, there's a reason the WNBA girls don't get paid what NBA right. people do. If the WNBA the keeps building, if they get like tennis to where one day there's as many people, if not more, watching yeah. the women's as the men's, right. they're going to get paid equal. Of course, yeah. it'll happen that way in skateboarding, but it can happen even more so for women because the base for prize money usually comes from sponsorships. The fashion and if you get and fashion and all that stuff connected, all the, wear and all the care products and everything that men have food wise, yeah. women eat too. Right. right, maybe some twists on that. Then sometimes women are more health conscious, so some more, more health conscious stuff, you know, gets thrown in there too. Then you have the a hundred categories of fashion, and so on, and so over the verses two or three or four, you know, and then cars and everything else, all the other stuff that guys also cross over to women. So there's so much more potential advertising dollars for women that if someone who really understands 
you know, getting sponsorship dollars and revenue br and brings it to the women's thing. Yeah. I wish I did. I wish I was the guy who knew how to do that. Yeah. I would bring it to them because I like the girls who are behind all the oh, yeah. women's skateboarding stuff. They're very nice. I've been watching them grow. That's when they were small. and I'm proud of what they've They're going to take done. over. They're smarter um, than yeah. men. Yeah, they certainly are. They can stand more pain and they're a lot prettier to watch. <laughs> women, women are the ultimate creatures. They, they are. really are. There's nothing, because we're nothing more perfect we're nothing in the universe. With, yeah, I mean, because from, that's from our desire standpoint. Yeah. From, uh, um, they're, they're, I've always said I enjoy talking to women more, more than men for the most part because you can sit with a woman and talk about architecture, art, flowers, housing, anything like that. And they all have, they have a reasonable... And you don't have to worry about your ego. A reasonable opinion and uh, interaction with it. Yeah. Most guys are like, you know, they're an insurance dude. They want to talk about fucking <laughs> riders to the policy <laughs> and their fucking favorite basketball team. If they're a skateboarder, let's face it. Most of them want to talk about, dude, you see that video yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. And, you know, and, and two other things like that. But a lot of women literally are incredibly open to conversation about everything. And I, I like to consider myself a well-rounded person. I'm yeah. not a, you know ultra literate person I'm not super well educated I'm educated myself I'm educated in just living life and, yeah. and getting through but I love meeting people and learning what they do and I like artists and I like musicians and I like a little bit of everything and women seem to be more open to the general premise of everything whereas men seem to be really focused on the few things that they're into yeah. and don't step outside that realm yeah. you know um, and even as a skateboarder I've yeah. always felt like a little bit of an outsider because I stepped outside the realm of skateboarding right. and looked at it and said, okay, yeah, the kids at the, at the scooters at the skate park annoy me too, yeah. but I also know exactly why they're there. And a lot of it's because you guys were dicks to them and didn't invite them to ride a skateboard. You said, get the fuck away, you're not cool enough. Yeah. So they found somewhere where they accepted them as, and said they were cool enough, and now they come out the skate park and annoy the hell out of you. Well, guess what? They could have all been there on skateboards, buying skateboards, keeping your local skateboard shop thriving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you had a place to hang out and do it. But no, your skateboard shop's dying. They're all buying their stuff down at some scooter shop now. <laughs> and they're invading your skate park because you thought you were so fucking cool. Yeah. So now you got to deal with them bashing your ankles, you know, <laughs> and you throw in the fact that we have this entitled generation with the parents are out there going, don't tell my kid what to do. Oh, my kid has a right to be here. You know, it's like, um, yeah, it's all, Get it's a pretty crazy world. But, but women are going to take over the sport. That's I, my opinion. I like that. I, I definitely don't disagree whatsoever just to how they do it. I think yeah. men men are so far ahead it will take a while. Yeah. But I think women will have a, a, a major equalizing, if not mm -hmm. overcoming presence. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, and I'm good with that. Yeah. And I think the reason they, they lag behind is there was less participation. And when we, in everything I've watched from, you know, Skatetopia, if I did a one-wheeler and a tail tap and then eventually did a backside air, yeah. the kid who was two years younger than me saw me do the backside air and yeah. his freaking first week he was doing a backside air, right? And then, then went on to the invert and whatever like that. And everybody, that what they saw someone doing, someone they could relate to, their own, you know, style. Until, yeah. until you started seeing a couple women push it, Lizzie Armanto, Jules Kinstrand, yeah. so on and so forth literally charging through the square bowl the combi with full power hitting a rail the way a guy did so on and so forth then you start seeing girl feeling confident they could do it you yeah. needed that confidence we were lucky we were in the pioneers in skateboarding yeah. business we got to invent tricks try things we had to figure out what was possible and what wasn't possible pretty much since early 80s yeah all you do is variations of what was done. Yeah. You know, there's there's not a lot of new tricks being invented. They're, no. they're just variations yeah. of everything that's been done. Yeah. Um, there's a few, but not too many. Yeah. Uh, and so with girls, they didn't have a lot of peers to follow. 
and now they they appear the peers to follow doing gnarlier stuff as yeah. increasing increasing every time it increases more girls have less fear of approaching it that way how many and, guys and can now, do you know, the balance beam um, like yeah, that oh, no, fucking no, that's, thing is gnarly yeah. it's, it's, that's just one of the scariest things on earth so um, <laughs> yeah, so, I, so I just look at like beam. you know now women are progressing so rapidly and so a little girl growing up seeing sky brown yeah you know it's like amazing. a micro-sized little thing <laughs> yeah. under 10 <laughs> ripping so yeah. now a girl's not afraid she wants to go to the skate park so right. she's not thinking like i don't know who to look around to she right. sees that video so they're also going to progress faster because they're progressing in a media age we didn't see no. you know we heard about the ollie or some of the channel we yeah. saw one picture of it in a magazine waited for months to see the next picture they're following progression daily. Yeah. And the kid now sees what happened yesterday, and they go out there with that lack of fear. They saw a peer doing it, yeah. and so they're progressing. And they're, so that's part of why they're catching up. They're, the, media, the media feeds progression and, uh, and, and to people all around the world. We're seeing surprises come out of Brazil, Japan. You know, It uh, seems like to me like there was more professional girls skateboarding in the 70s than there are today. You've got Vicky Vickers. Well, we're starting Jack all over again, though, in a sense. Berryman, yeah. All those girls, Laura Thornhill. We actually did have, we do have more today, just that it's, it was so, it was so frequent and inconsistent. It's like if you had like the Vans, uh, the the ladies' protect pool party, you know, there was 15 or 20 girls in it, you know, yeah. that were pros. And back then, there were probably 10 yeah. or 12 girls, but, uh, but they were, uh, but at the same point, they hadn't been separated. It, it, they were they were out there with the guys. Yeah. So when you saw Skateboard Mania, the, the skateboard queen was right in there with the guys right. and so on and so forth. Then yeah. what happened is skateboarding got all male-centric. The women got set off to the side with the girls' division and the girls' division. There's yeah. only a few a few girls out there. Right. And it takes, it takes participation. It takes... Uh, it takes people witnessing it, watching, and crowds, and and cheering it on, so like that. Yeah. Um, and so to watch the women's thing grow in the last ten years, even like the pool thing they would have every year at Vans. Yeah. Um, when every year I'd go out there and I'd see Pat Noho, and I'd see you know we'd all come out and watch and support. Yeah. And the girls saw that the that the guys and the history, the legends, the guys of skateboarding, Christian and Caballero, everybody came out to show these girls like, hey, we're seeing what you're doing. It's yeah. rad. It's yeah. It, it's you we're know, supporting you. And yet there wasn't a thousand people yet, you know, like there was for the men's. Yeah. But the the real core of skateboarding was there with them supporting them uh -huh. you know so i don't know there's just a lot of factors and i think it's uh it, it's really it's women skateboarding has definitely got a great future yeah big time i think people would rather watch girls skateboard any day than even well, and again guys we love girls that, that's a that's a physiological thing you know what i mean so it's physiological enjoy... but there's also a certain um Movement that they have, but, that, but even that's part of the because part of the dance between yeah. the, the the romantic dance between a man and a woman yeah. is something you, you appreciate. Whether it's not it's not all sexualized, it's not all whatever, but it's like. Um, I appreciate that I believe women stereotypically are more graceful than men. Yeah. I think there's just a fluidity I like. So, yeah, I think it's awesome watching a, the fluidity of a woman's yeah. skate. Yeah. Um, whereas when I watch a guy, even if he's really fluid, I, yeah. you, don't, you don't view it the same way. Right. Because it's just and also fair. when a guy falls, you're all, okay, no big deal. But when a girl takes a big spill, you're all, oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember Nigel Houston got a lot of shit for that once because I think he said something about... He didn't like girls. I think I think it came. I believe personally it came across wrong, but it came out. He yeah. got castrated like you know girls with skin or something like that. Uh, Nigel Houston. Oh, you know because he. I, I forget what it was he said, but he said something like he doesn't like to see girls get skinny or something like that. Yeah. Here's the thing: when you're a guy, I mean, and this may be super old fashioned like that. I still look at a relationship like I want to be the big strong protector, and even though she's badass yeah. and can be there right by my side, being I'm still a badass, the guy. Too, I still want to feel like that. There's still a little bit of a a, a, a nature thing yeah. to that. So. 
watching a woman get hurt to a man, at least our age, maybe, maybe kids are going to grow up and don't think anything different. Watch girls land on their face and not think twice. Yeah. To me, it hurts worse watching a girl land on her face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, One of the worst things I ever saw was at one of those basic bowl parties they have every year, yeah. is I saw one girl carve under another girl, and the other girl didn't see her, and she literally got clipped from the bottom in the deep end, and the girl fell over and literally landed on her face. Oh, I mean, God. I cringed. I mean, yeah. it's like, if it was a guy, I'd be like, oh, dude, is no, he okay? Right. There's a girl, like, he yeah. physically like her, I don't, right. I mean, it's and, a lot more emotional I could care less if feel. anyone calls that sexist. If that's sexist, no, that, I, just that I feel more emotional pain yeah. watching a woman get hurt than a guy, yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm saying women are weaker. Women are tough as fucking right. nails. You, I love when you said that. Women are stronger than yeah. us. They, I've, I've watched childbirth, as you probably have. And yeah. Like, and, and I've, and I've watched the pain. I watched the, what they can juggle. They juggle the schoolwork, the house, the kid. They're business, smarter. They're stronger, like, they're smarter. And they're a lot prettier. And they are a lot prettier. Yeah. But, and, I mean, but, uh, but I don't think that's sexist. That's just a reality. I do believe women are superior overall beings. To they us. are. They are. They're way more complex. Yeah. That's <laughs> for damn sure. We way harder to We don't want to get on the emotional side no. of it. Then, then we're lost forever. Right. So, oh my God. So I think, well, I guess we're just going to end this basically saying that we both agree that we think women rule yeah, the world. They they are. They do. Yeah. And they're going to be the future of skateboarding. As far as the spectator aspect of it, you know, it's going to be way more interesting to watch the girls in the Olympics if they ever... We'll see. I mean, and, and, right. and time will uh, time will tell, I guess. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we have the prediction today. It's uh, July of 2020, mm -hmm. and uh, and Mr. Ray Flores has been skateboarding a lot longer than us since <laughs> 1965. That he means I'm is, a lot dumber. He's betting, betting that means I'm on a lot ladies. dumber. Yeah, well, it's okay. I, we could have a contest to see who's dumber. I bet we could, I bet we could line, line the columns up of what business did you start and fuck up? Which, oh, one, did, which one did this, this go south? How did that oh, not man. work out? Who, uh, you know, but guess what? We're both here. We're both here. We both still ride skateboards. We both still skate. And we're both pretty happy guys. Yeah. So guess what? We win. We there, do. I know a lot of rich dudes yeah. who are just sitting in their house unhappy as fuck right now. Oh, God. I know you some know? guys with so many, like, The weekend's people. coming up. They don't know what they're going to do other than try to make their boat look cooler than they Or, or drive around in their uh, Porsche, it. you know, turbo. And just think they expect that they're going to feel good by having people look at them. If I drive that thing, I want to freaking yeah. wear the tires out. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, I mean, for sure. and I end up, I definitely yeah. know that's how. No, you, you saw live, me so. driving. Yeah, Even I did. In my it was, own neighborhood. It was, that was fun. Um, yeah, it's like skateboarding. You know, you just want to push a car to its limits, just like you would a skateboard. You know, exactly. they each start like having different. I'm so much fun with this mini. I can't believe I have to give it back. It's like, damn. Minis are so yeah. fun. No, they really are. That thing, that thing is a rocket ship. Yeah. So good. Yeah. All right, well, hey, thank you for joining me. Uh, we may have to do this again. You know, Anytime, just, uh, man. I love talking. You know, see if any of the uh, people in the world actually care about yeah, you know, they don't dudes care. in their 50s and 60s. I they think they do. We give them wisdom <laughs> of some sort. You, know, you guys are going to feel all the pains and woes that we do now. So uh, so thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, for now, Ray and I are going to go off and have a good weekend. Yeah. Yeah, and, and wear masks everywhere we go because yeah. uh, we're 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 sitting six feet apart, just so you know. We're not making and, out. Um, we're not making out. No kissing was involved today. Um, we uh, we had a great lunch in here in Venice, and uh, yeah. Now let's go skate. Ready to head back to the orange curtain. You are, huh? All right, adios, everybody. Bye. Have a great afternoon. Love you guys.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.